0: The 65th Chevrolet Performance U.S. Nationals are in the books. The first 32-car field of SamTech Factory Stock Showdown, or close to it, and Bill Skillman comes out on top. On this episode of Factory Stock Podcast, we'll hear from the winner.
1: Yes, uh, the field definitely tightened up, uh, but we're killing motors. Uh, you know, uh, You know, Skinner spit two head gaskets out. I killed a motor. Drew, Drew, we didn't realize he lost first round. Get it back here, and it's got a head gasket blown. So, you know, we're running it totally to the ragged edge.
0: Bill Skillman will talk parody in the category and championship hopes for the Skillman Racing team. Of course, their nearest competitors. Also on the show from Samtech.edu, Brian Massengill going to talk about the effort that went into this massive field, Monday race day, and of course... The quality of the competition.
2: These drivers, they, they put on a hell of a show. Um, they really do because they work so hard and they don't take any anybody for granted. It doesn't matter who's lined up next to you. They can't take the track for granted. They can't take any competitor for granted, uh, for granted. And and it's just it, it, they put on an amazing show because of the amount of respect they have for one another as as engine builders and as other uh, teams and and. They know what everybody else is going through.
0: All that and more coming up on Factory Stock Podcast. I am your podcast host, Joe Costello, and we are going to wrap up the biggest drag race on the planet, the 65th Chevrolet Performance U.S. Nationals. Wanted to give you guys a little time to recover. And now it is time to look back, think back about what we experienced the biggest drag race in the world, the Chevrolet Performance U.S. Nationals Winner's Edition on Factory Stock Podcast. The big cars, heavy cars, Detroit muscle, superchargers, and 1,500 horsepower on Factory Stock Podcast. And it is all brought to you by the folks at samtech.edu. Start your education at full speed with the School of Automotive Machinist and Technology. Accelerate your career as a high-performance engine builder with classroom instruction and practical hands-on experience. In the lab, on the dyno, and at the track. And in addition to blockhead and CNC programs, Samtech now offers motorsport EFI tuning and an Associate of Applied Science degree. And Sam is a military-friendly school approved to train veterans and other eligible persons under the GI Bill. Start your education at full speed. Go to samtech.edu. Today, and all you young folks out there thinking about what you want to do, you can do something you love as your career, and Samtech can get you started. Check out that website. And we have got a great show for you this week. I know we've got a lot of people in category who listen, friends and family members of Samtech Factory Stock Showdown, but a ton of fans as well checking out this podcast over the course of the season. Bill Skillman will be on. Brian Massengill will be on. But first, I want to just salute everybody that showed up to try for this 32-car field. Came up a little bit short, but I call it a victory. I think it is a huge win to be able to wrangle that many of these amazing cars to be in one place for an epic event did have some challenges, no doubt, ma nature, the schedule, the parking, the soft grounds, all of these things bit of a problem. But in the end, when we ran those finals, and Bill Skillman and Archie Cohn are going for that u s Nationals trophy, it was epic. We have two races remaining. The points are close. Bo Butner, Drew Skillman, with Bill kind of sandwiched in between. We're going to talk to him about it, but it is going to be a great battle. And this class, to me, it should grow and grow. No negatives in that the cars are amazing. We're we're in uncharted territory with these cars, what they're able to do. Our pre-indie show, if you did not hear it, it was spectacular. We had folks from Chevrolet who just, they put it all out there. Like, we did not know the racers were going to be able to do this with this product. And they said it in an excited way. Kurt Collins, just mind blown. Go back, listen to all the Factory Stock Podcast episodes. You'll catch up and be ready. But right now, first up on Factory Stock Podcast, he won the 32-car field Chevrolet Performance U.S. Nationals in a Cobra Jet Mustang. Now second in the point standing, Bill Skillman joins us now. Bill, congratulations. Uh, thank you very much, Joe. Now, it wasn't really a 32-car field. It was like a 29-car field or a 30-car field. 29-car field. 29-car field. But I don't care about that. It was the biggest field ever in factory stock racing in front of the biggest audience ever, the Chevrolet Performance U.S. Nationals. And you won the thing, taking down Archie Cohn in the final round. As you look back, you know, tell me how you feel about this win.
1: Well, you know, it's, uh, it exceeded uh, anything that I thought that I could achieve, you know, you, I didn't start drag racing until I was 50 years old. And, you know, the thought of winning the U S nationals at your, you know, at your home racetrack, uh, it's a dream, but you know, is it a reality? You Typically don't think it is, but, you know, we've had a lot of success in the factory stock cars this year. And, uh, and we've gone a lot of rounds and we've got a lot of rounds over in NMCA. And I just think, uh, Got a lot of confidence that the car's going to go down the track and the car's, uh, you know, going to treat me right. And, gosh, I got great people working for me and they're doing a heck of a job.
0: So let's uh, let's use your knowledge at the same time as celebrating your victory to talk about the whole thing because— uh, leading into this, there was another parody rules change, which, uh, you know, I spoke with a lot of people and I know some Ford teams didn't, uh, didn't participate because they were annoyed by it and all, but having watched qualifying, I feel like, and I know that you guys had to go through a lot and you did win this race, uh, but I feel like the field is tight now what do you think like what's your uh, you know you won the race but in terms of like we had dodges we had mark powick as the number one qualifier we had a lot of things in the mix happening so give me your thoughts
1: let me elaborate on that okay so uh yes uh the field definitely tightened up uh but we're killing motors uh you know uh, you know skinner spit two head gaskets out i killed a motor Drew, Drew, We didn't realize he lost first round. Get it back here, and it's got a head gasket blown. So, you know, we're running it totally to the ragged edge, and uh, uh, you know, it's just not affordable to to do that. You know, it's, um, um, you know, it's it's um, we it, it's to, to to compete with you know with where the Dodgers we, we can't I, we, the Dodgers are outrunning us now. But the Chevrolets, I think, we're really close with the Chevrolets but we're just on the ragged edge, you know, and uh, I think if we get them to where they live, they're going to be slower than everybody. So, you know, it's, uh, (laughs) you know, you're going to do whatever it takes to win, but my goodness, it's going to cost a lot of money. Right. And that's the reason you don't, you don't have most of the four teams here because they're not, they don't want to spend this kind of money and just keep cooking motors. And, um, you know, it's just, it's gotten cost, you know, it's going to get cost prohibitive, you know. Um, I think they went just a little bit past where it should be. We made a hero run. I mean, um, that was everything the car had. There's, you know, nothing else left. And, um, talking to, uh, Tommy talked to Stanfield yesterday and he said the same thing. That's all they got, you know. And so I think he kind of saw, you know, where everybody is, you know.
0: Well, that, uh, and that's it's interesting. Mark's car seemed awful fast, and
1: you know ran awfully good, and you know in in a warmer condition, you know. So, but, now, uh, you we have... made we made a great run, and, and so did you know. And I got to take my hat off to Archie. You know, he probably really should have won the right. Ra- you know, Arthur should have won the race. You know, so he had a much better light than I did. You know, he was forty-one to my sixty-two, and uh, probably really deserved to win, but
0: not that My much life better came on, so. <laughs> that's not that much better let's it's a couple of thou, like you know a couple hundred let's start off at the beginning of the day though in that first of all the qualifying sessions were great but unfortunately mother nature well let's go back to the nmca race which is kind of a Tune up race like we look at it, you know, from the NHRA side of the world, you guys are all getting ready for the U.S. Nationals, but that is very meaningful to you guys as well. And you won that one as well. Now, they do parody in a different way. No,
1: I did not win an MCA race.
0: You did not? Did I miss see that?
1: No, uh, Randy Ekins won.
0: Were you number one qualifier? I I, I was racing. I was, yes,
1: and I was running Randy, and I I spit out a head gasket uh, about right at the thousand foot. So, yeah, blue water everywhere. Car stepped out and sashayed out, but it straightened itself up, and everything was calm after that. But, was that the uh, final no, round?
0: No, that was the semifinals. Interesting semifinals. I had seen a photograph mm-hmm. that had led me to believe that you had won that. Obviously, being in the indie zone. But uh, point being, though, they handle parity differently. They do it with weight. Explain. Well,
1: uh, they they feel that 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 uh, NHRA overstepped their bounds with the four inch pulley. So the, the you know they're 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 fine with uh you know the pulley that we were running and uh um you know it's uh there's there's they're, they're mainly Fords over there racing. I mean there are some Chevrolets, but it's mainly Fords. So um, you know, it's um uh you know they're they're, they're, they're they want some parity in the class. They want Chevrolets and Dodges to come race with them and uh uh they're committed to the class uh, and they're gonna try to make the rules where it uh it fits everybody and uh uh you know that's a great place to race you know it's uh they treat you really good and uh uh make you feel very special over there so
0: but bottom line the big go is the big go and and the you know big crowds goes and...
1: go. correct yeah, I hated that we finished it at nine thirty at night but uh or whatever it was is pretty pretty close to nine thirty um uh, but, um, you know, you lost a lot of the people after the fuel cars ran and stuff, but, you know, we had a lot of, uh, it, it was, I think it makes it easier, uh, to back to back to back. I think you feel more comfortable. You got less time for, for any type of nerves or anything. And you know, I'm typically have a little nerves first round. And then after that, I don't have any. So it's, uh, it, you know, it, uh, it was good. I wasn't, wasn't nervous and felt good. Felt I had a better life than that, but apparently did not. So.
0: Well, exactly. Yeah. But let's, let's talk first round David Barton. That's a tough matchup. They've been moving in the right direction and your seven ninety four beat his eight Oh one seven. So, you know, very close racing there. Uh, he left on you a little bit, you outran him a little bit. So that had to be pretty close at the stripe. Take me through that.
1: Yeah, it was definitely, uh, close at the stripe. I, uh, I never peeked over till the very end and I saw his fender sticking out there and it, it was close race. It really was. It was, uh, uh you know nose of his car was about where my door was, and it was close
0: and drew got it was tra- real close drew got taken out first round for the reasons that you had mentioned, uh but yeah, so- he blew the
1: tires off and uh, yeah, did just did a big John force burnout all the way down the track, I think, so
0: yeah, not <laughs> Didn- uh, didn't have
1: a very good first round.
0: But that means that you know the family honor is on your on your shoulders in this case, and you had to run Leonard Leibischer in the second round. He's 0-12 on you, so taking a shot, and he knew yep. I think he had a little bit of a performance disadvantage. You're O fifty, you goes seven ninety five, and that was a very strong run.
1: That was a really good run. They uh, they they spiced the car up a little bit from first round. Uh, they you know they felt that the track was great, uh, maybe the best track at Indy ever. You know I think the cool the cool weather attributed to that. Now it did get hot on Monday, um, and I think track temperature got to what maybe one fifteen or something during the day or something. So that was by far the warmest track temperature we'd have, but it sure as heck wasn't what we're used to running on, you know, when it's you know, feels like it's a hundred degrees at Indy. But um, you know, the track you know, is one twenty five or one twenties or whatever. So it was still good. The surface was great. Um uh, I think they did a good job providing a the surface. They drug in front of us, gave us gave us um uh, you know gave us a, a good service to run on so uh, my hat's off to all the n h r a boys for doing a good job this weekend
0: I think they're learning as well that these cars require something different and uh they're you know they, yeah, they but, it's a premier category so they want you guys to be able to put on a show we saw some unreal right. wheel stands yeah the the um the track
1: prep for us and what they want the track prep for you know the funny cars uh to be are two different animals so you know they're, they're the show and uh so they they get you know they're it's that's the prep you're going to get but yeah the track the track was excellent and there were some monster wheel stands that the last run i mean
0: uh
1: you know the first run it went it it, it carried a long way out there but that last run it carried it out there a long ways you know
0: which I love that. I know it might, you know, maybe it's not the quickest way down. Maybe it's better to keep those tires just hovering off the ground. But, boy, do the fans love it. It's so uh, amazing to see these, you know, hundreds of feet of wheel stands. Uh, you had to go up against uh, the Janik brothers in the uh, third yep. round of racing. And I wonder, you know, we added extra day to Indy uh, in the Mellow Yellow Series. And it's one extra day qualifying but it makes it feel like this long marathon i wonder does the extra round of (laughs) racing make the race feel totally different i know you normally race in stock and super stock so this is like a a shorter race than that but uh to go five rounds in factory stock you go through david janik and now you're down to the semis
1: right it does feel different It, it, it was amazing you feel like you should be going to the you know it's time to go to the finals but that's uh but you got one more round before you get there so you know it was uh David gave us a good, you know, gave us a good race and uh, he had a good car. You know, if you look at all the numbers, how close all these races were, I mean, it, there's a lot of competitive racing out there. You know, it boiled down to a lot of time, reaction time and a lot of, you know, in a lot of the races, um, you know, especially to, you know, for Arthur to get to the final, uh, you know, or to the, to the semifinals, beating Pollock, you know, uh, with his 16 light to 47, and got out and ran but uh you know the difference in the two lights made the difference you know
0: spoke with mark and, about uh, that he was gutted he was not happy about it
1: no no and 47 not a bad light in one of these foot brake cars so so you know it's uh arthur did held held a job
0: and I'm noticing the consistency. You were just on rails, 95.8, 95.6. And then you get to the, the legit semi. You're going up against Doug Hamp. Doug Hamp goes red, 94.7. And it's getting cooler at this time now. But uh right. And a 008. Right, I think it all
1: had to do with temperature, you know, and the track getting better. Mm-hmm.
0: And you nailed the tree on that one, 008 reaction time.
1: Right. Well, it probably, probably stemmed from him being, you know, 300. Red probably didn't. It, it <laughs> didn't hurt anything. <laughs> you,
0: know? you just went. Uh, it was yeah. time to go. You had yeah, one already. It, it,
1: yeah, it was time to go. It's time to go.
0: I think I'm old. I think i was just
1: that between my brain and my my left left foot. <laughs>
0: All right, Congrats, so now you're going but, to the final, and all kinds of chaos is going on around you. I really don't, don't recall, like, you know, in terms of time of day, I think that the pros had finished, the Melly Yellow Series had finished, John Force had won, Doug Coletta, all that had already happened before your, uh, you know, semi-final. Even yeah, it was, third round. it
1: was done at 4.30, I think. I think the pros were ran about 15 or 20, 30 minutes late, I think, and, uh, yeah, it was— uh, you know, it, it was nine thirty, nine 9 or 9.30 before we got finished up. I so, think Stock Stockton finish to close to 11 o'clock.
0: So. Yes. And you guys are preparing for Archie in that Stanfield car. So take me through that. Now, this is, uh, you know, you mentioned it already, ragged edge stuff. What what did you do? What can you do um, to make this thing run an 88 and go after Archie? You,
1: you know, what I do is I get the car ready to go. Tommy and uh, Dave make all the tuning calls, and I've just got to trust what they do. So I'm packing the parachute and, you know, getting the fans on the cars and then, then icing the you know icing the car and uh, doing the things you got to do to get ready to go up and run. And, uh, you know, we got a call from uh, Stanfield, said that, that uh, Arthur's ready to go. So we loaded up and head over there and uh, just rolled right out. I don't think they prepped. They did not prep before the finals. So uh, we just rolled down there and got after it.
0: Got after it. Came out on top, 788.8. Wind light comes on. Tell me about that feeling. You just won the US Nationals.
1: Well, after I hit the parachute, I think I had both hands off the wheels and I was <laughs> I was celebrating. I was happy, you know. Um uh you know, I'm my goal, you know, I, I, I have a lot of joy out of seeing Drew win. And uh, my my preference would have been for Drew to have won the US Nationals. Uh but once he went out, you know, it's uh and you know, not not that I don't want to win but uh, I want to see him win the world championship and uh, you know, he was leading the points and, you know, I was hoping for him to have been the one hoisting the trophy at the end, but it ended up being me and he was super happy for me and um, I'm happy. And, you know, I'm really happy for the team. You know, it's a, it's, it's all team. It's not a, it's not a me or an idea because I don't, I don't work on them every day and I don't, I don't do all the work and do all the tuning and don't build the motors and, you know, there are a lot of things that go go into having a successful program, and uh, I think we learned a lot uh, running Pro Stock, and we we uh, operate this program like it's a Pro Stock program, you know. Yeah, kind well. Of follow-
0: Features. and that and that is a big uh that is a big challenge and that's where this uh sport is this class is an interesting collision of different things you got people like leo who is a pro driver you got uh sportsman racers like you know the gasco family and you know they got to elevate and you guys are bringing pro stock style and there's just so many different uh, uh you know elements and styles colliding in this class
1: right you know you've got bo butner um You've got, uh, you know, you've got, you've got a lot of really, really good, uh, you know, drivers here, you know, you've got a lot of people that can really get it done. Chris Holbrook, you know, Mark was a pro, you know, there's, there's a lot of guys in here that are very, very talented. And, you know, you look at that Stanfield team, you look at the stuff that Barton brings, you know, his drivers, uh, you look at Jason lines, cars super fast cars, you know, they're, they're, they're they It's some great racing. I am, uh, I couldn't be any happier, and we've had just a dream year. I mean, you got to, you know. You, I'm afraid I'm going to wake up, you know. <laughs> uh,
0: now you <laughs> then, mentioned I've been dreaming, you know. You mentioned early in the year that you have a uh, an event that is going to prevent you from going to one of the races. So I'm looking at the points. Dallas. You and Drew are Dallas. You and Drew are very close, right? And so technically, if you were going to race all the races, you would be a championship threat. Uh, you know, given. Right racing luck right crazy things could happen to drew again and you could go on and win the race that could still technically happen by the way who knows well
1: we've got we've got we've got st louis and we've got dallas so i am not going to be at dallas I i committed not to be there and uh, it's uh falls at the end of our trip and uh you know my family's important my wife's important and uh, i told her we were going to go and we're going to go you know and uh i'm definitely gonna have somebody in my car to block but um uh, you know for drew but um uh, you know, we'll have a good shoe in there and see if he can't do his job, you know.
0: Simple as that. And, yeah, Bo Butner, you know, he kind of missed an opportunity this week. Honestly, that was
1: uh, – Well, Drew Drew and, Drew, and Bo did. I mean, Drew and Bo can't be happy with what happened this weekend. They're both, uh, I'd say, are pretty disappointed. You know, both of them have really good race cars. And, uh, you know, Indianapolis is uh, – it, it finds a way to bite you, it seems like. It's, uh, it's one of those places that uh, – can be pretty brutal to you. And it can be darn good to you as
0: well. Ha, ah, and you, and you now know the 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 latter not the former. Congratulations, Bill. You are a Chevrolet Thank Performance US Nationals winner. You won in factory stock showdown. A uh, couple races remaining in the series. You'll be out there, you're going to going to finish in the top 3 in points regardless. That looks uh, to be already third locked four,
1: in. You know, we we'll, we'll see, you know. Hopefully I can hold on to third, you know. Um and you know, I, you know, I wouldn't mind going to St. Louis and winning. wouldn't Wouldn't hurt anything at all. So, <laughs> exactly. you know, that's that's my plan. You know, and uh, see what we can get, see. We can get done. You know, see where we can stay in the points.
0: Bill, thank you for coming on Factory Stock Podcast. Thank you, Joe. Thanks, Bill. Bill Skillman, Indy winner. How about that? In the largest field ever of Samtech.edu Factory Stock Showdown Cars. An amazing race. It was spectacular. Yes, it ended under the lights, but in the end, uh, the history books will always remember Bill as the winner with his 7.88 at 172. Archie Cohn, right in the mix. It was a good race. It was a good final round, and it was a great event. I think the 32 car field concept paid dividends. It was a whole lot of fun, but let's Check in with the man who would know better than I from the School of Automotive Machinists and Technology, Mr. Brian Massengel, who hustled to make it all happen, is back. Brian Indy, what did you think?
2: Uh, I was excited. I know the racers were excited every you know we we unfortunately didn't hit that 32 car field, but but we had a really great turnout, um, some really great side by side racing. Um, a lot of excitement over, um, I don't, it, it all blends together, but it, feel, it feels like it was a year with all the um, rain and everything else going on at Indy. It always seems like it's longer than it is, but, um, but we put on a good show. Uh, we did finish under the lights, which is always, it always looks cool. I wish that we had had some more fans in the stands, but I understand Monday at 9.45 on a school night after a long holiday, it's, it's tough. Um, but, uh, but great racing. Um, I think everybody... Came away happy. Obviously, everyone that went wanted to win the race, but uh, but uh, there shouldn't be too many complaints.
0: Uh, Absolutely not. Now, I'm thinking about a way to like bust your chops like, you know, Brian, what did you think about what happened in Q2? Right. Like nobody knows what happened in Q2 because it is all a blur. That is the joke of it all in that it was such a challenging weekend in terms of schedule. That's what was challenging. We started late because the, the uh, couldn't park people because the property was soft, and so they had to wait. People were parking on Wednesday, and everything was behind. My Nature hit us a couple times, put us back like six hours a couple of times. And so it was all about thrashing just to get it all in, which we did get it all in, but uh, it, it compresses the storyline. I can tell you that my takeaways are, um, you know, big wheel stands, Really spectacular stuff. Mark Powick's got himself a race car that he can compete with. Parody, if it hasn't been achieved, it's the best it has been. Those are my takeaways.
2: Uh, I I think, yeah, this is the best that it's been kind of since the end of last season. You know, there were um, a lot of changes on the Chevy and Ford camp, and and there seem to keep being changes. Um, I think that, like you said, we're as close as we've been since really St. Louis last year, um, uh, I think that the Fords obviously their top three in points. Drew, Bill, and Bo, uh, and then the Chevys. But it does look like the Dodges have kind of found something and gotten back to where they were at the end of last season. And you know, I hear all this like sandbagging and stuff and everything like that. But let me tell you this, um, Leah and Mark—they're they're two competitors. Um, they're not going to sandbag to try and win Indy. Mark's, you know, from Ohio in our last race before Indy was Ohio. Nobody's sandbagging. They, they, they've been working um, and, and they got something figured out. Um, Mark, if it weren't for a, uh, you know, Archie Treenum, um the, we, we could have seen a, a, an even better final than the one we did, um, which uh, we had a great one. We really did.
0: It, w- it was spectacular. I spoke with Mark, and we're going to get him on the show here in the next couple of weeks because he is back. But he was dejected. Um, you know, Archie Cohn, one of the best drivers in the category. And that's what the whole point of this is, this whole exercise, is that you get to see people come together and build these cars and compete in these cars and then learn what their best traits are. And Archie Cone, he is a lever. This guy gets after it on the starting line. And, you know, whole shot victory to get around Powick in the third round. Um, you know, d- didn't leave ahead of Stephen Bell, but outran Stephen Bell. A couple of Thou to get to the final. Uh, Bill Skillman beats Doug Hamp as Doug uh, pushed through the beams, if I recall correctly, like had a deep red. And that sets <laughs> up the Bill Skillman, Archie Cohn final round. And uh, Archie left first, but not by enough. And Bill storms by.
2: No, that's, uh, that's a great recap. And, and, you know, again, big wheel stand out of Bill there. That. That could have uh, cost them, but, um, but they threw everything they had at it and it stuck to the track and, and of course, Indy is always, uh, everything's pretty much perfect at Indy aside from that, that the NHRA can control. And, um, and wow, I, I gotta tell you the, the track prep, everybody, uh, with one or two exceptions, um, off the top of my head, I'd have to go back and check things, but, but, uh, everyone was getting hooking and big wheel stands. I mean, uh, first round of eliminations: Leah versus Bo. That—that's a marquee matchup. That—that—that's uh, the reason that the fans watch. And and you've got two great competitors. And Leah doing this giant wheel stand um, might have cost her uh, that round for sure. Might have cost her that round. But uh, but it—it's something that we're going to be watching for in the highlight reel for a very very long time. And I mean, it—it it goes all the way down. It doesn't matter. Everybody was getting down that track. Um, and like you said we're we're getting close to the parity we're we're getting to where it could be anybody's race any weekend so
0: well just spoke with bill skillman and he, he says you know parity is achieved but now and, and this is the the situation and um You know, I don't know that there is, and and I know we got a lot of racers that listen to this. Certainly, we've got fans. We got racers, racers. You can reach out to me and and, and Brian as well, joe at wforadio.com. If uh, Brian, you know, you can, you all have his email address. But uh, I don't know that there is going to be, nor were there ever possibly going to be, the moment in time where owners of all three manufacturers say, yes, this is it and it's good, and it's easy on us, and we're totally satisfied. Like, I don't know if that moment exists in racing.
2: Uh, it, it doesn't, and it, it's not just the owners of these cars and the teams and the drivers and the racers and the and the crews. It's, it's the manufacturers themselves. Well, why is Chevy outrunning me? Well, why is Dodge doing this? Well, what about Ford? You know, they all point fingers and say, well, if they have that, then I want that. And um, there's definitely some things that... I think should be even across the board um, that one manufacturer might not have that another manufacturer does get to have. And, and so that's something that we're going to look at going into the next season. Um, I think that there's going to be some, some more safety um, rules for next season. Just um, sometimes we have to save these drivers from themselves kind of thing. So um, I, I've got a list that the racers and teams have concerns about and, and I've, Turned that over to the NHRA and to the manufacturers and said, "Hey, what can we do about this?" And it's things that we're seriously considering. You know, um, another unfortunate wreck uh, from Robert Falcone, and and um, he's doing better. We're all glad that he's okay. Um, but uh, but it's just it's we're getting known as this class that's kind of wrecking cars, and you saw it. And, and I understand our drivers' frustrations there. Uh, I kind of gotten off uh, on a couple of tangents here, so I, I'm. Apologize, Joe, but you could see our drivers' frustrations when we had to get out of the way of the pros. Uh, listen, we know that uh, Fox uh, and and Mellow Yellow—they're they're, they're paying who they're paying to see, and who those fans and and everybody's paying to see. And now there are people that just come to watch sportsman racing, but uh, the majority of the people that are in those stands are there to watch John Forrest win number one fifty-one and his first Indy in seventeen years. You know that that's it, and so we had to get out of the way. I appreciate the NHRA giving us a shot to get on the track and try to fill some of that uh, downtime, but they gave us one chance. And uh, unfortunately, you know, we, we had a car go into the wall, and that was a chance that they couldn't take another shot at us. Um, and we're kind of getting that reputation of being uh, a class that we, I think we've wrecked one at uh, almost every race, so that's, that's not good. Um, and so there are going to be some things coming in to, to, like I said, maybe save the drivers from themselves sometimes but um but yeah I don't even remember how I got on that
0: well no Sorry. but I you know what Brian that's that's what the point of a podcast is is that you can right. go on a tangent And uh, reveal a couple of new threads that we can then explore. That's the whole reason we're doing this exercise. And that doesn't necessarily happen or it's not necessarily acceptable uh, in other venues. And that's hopefully why the the people have subscribed on Apple Podcasts and Spotify to hear thoughts about this. It is so true. But at the same time, I don't want to say it's a good thing when people crash cars. All right, it's bad when people crash cars. but. In the entertainment industry, like the, the people are looking at the category because it's unpredictable, and right. frankly, I've I've been uh, privy to many conversations within and around uh, and you know NHRA, and uh, predictability is a bad thing. Uh, you want them to go down the racetrack. You don't want them to leave debris. You know, but having an unpredictable nature is tantamount to entertainment value and that's yeah. what this class has the timing of that specific incident was unfortunate and uh later on when you mentioned getting out of the staging lanes i went down into the lanes at that point uh my us nationals was un- un- unusual in that uh i didn't really get very far from the tower most of the week i was uh, very chained to the tower uh, up and down taking care of business et cetera and so on so the staging lanes were about as far as I got most of the time and I was down there right after that incident and I know a lot of racers were disappointed uh, that they uh, you know they were ready to go out and they had to you know move basically because the pros were coming and I think you know that was the final round coming at us I don't know
2: uh, that no yeah we got it we had to get out of the way. We were in the middle of round one of eliminations and we had to get out of the way of uh, the mellow Yellow series, uh, finals. finals. So, so here it is. Pro, they got pro-stock bikes in the lanes uh, pretty quickly after we got ourselves out of the out of the lanes and back uh, in the staging lanes there.
0: And so here's one to just uh, assuming we have racers and race fans listening. It's just that I happen to have some information. I'm sure there's more insight. But it's important. I tried to convey this to some people. uh. Racers feel it's a respect issue. Well, you know, they don't respect us and our cars and the effort we're putting in. And that's not it at all. In this particular example, the television window on Big Fox, like Fox Broadcast Network, where they show the NFL had the U.S. Nationals coverage on pretty much nationwide. And 4 p.m. was the cutoff time. So they have to negotiate with the network. Hey, we want to stay on. Is this compelling? The network's like, is this compelling? What is it? So they negotiated a half hour extension. Now the half hour extension was maybe not even going to happen. We were going to maybe going to go over the half hour extension. So, put yourself in the position of the television programmers. There, you know, even understanding how much effort everybody has put into their cars in this race, et cetera. You want attention for an HRA drag racing. We all want to grow the sport. That's how everyone's going to get a sponsor. Well, you got Fox broadcast network. What are you going to do? You're going to have the final rounds not be shown. You're going to come back with. Uh, a category that you haven't displayed like that's not realistic thinking we had to do that and then when they did it they got the finals in they did go over fortunately big fox stuck with the show they were able to conclude show john force win his fifth Indy and end it all wrap it all up in a bow and hopefully made some people fans that will come out and learn about these cars that we as diehards really appreciate right but right that and, and don't think feeling that, that was unfortunate you and I aren't aren't
2: fighting for the sportsman racer we absolutely are we obviously want more coverage but we're an eight race at the end of the day we are an eight race series um, not backed by a coca-cola product um, and and there are things that you know behind the scenes that we're working on trying to figure out a way to get these cars on TV more and and you know it is Chevy, Ford, and Dodge, and these are the cars that people know, and that's why people love this class. And we have so many subscribers and listeners and downloads. It's because people want to know what's going on with this, and this is really the only medium that is giving this kind of in-depth knowledge for this class. And um, we're we're growing every every episode and every race, and and but at the same time, it is a very tough decision for the NHRA to make. And and I know, like you said, there there seems to be this. Uh, idea that there's a lack of respect. I, as a racer, I can tell you, um, we we do everything we can um, to get our cars ready and be ready. And we have, you know, it's the hurry up and wait, and that's television too. I mean, you you know that very very well. Yeah. Everything's going to hurry up and wait. And um, but again, it's an unfortunate situation that happened with Robert, and we could have uh, otherwise been down the down and gotten round one off and in front of a great group of fans that, at Indy as always on. Uh, right before the the pros and maybe gotten some TV coverage out of it but NHRA gave us a shot and and like I said um, we we, uh, we missed it and that's okay that's okay it's nobody's fault it, it happens um, but uh, but yeah we're we're still working on figuring out how to get in front of our fans and and to try to grow and get more fans.
0: And, people- People love the cars, and that's it. Like the wheel stand, yeah. like my wheel stand, first of all, I want to complete a thought that I had started into and then veered off in that, you know, Bill Skillman has said that they're spinning the cars so hard, the Fords now, that with a four-inch pulley, they have to really put them on the absolute ragged edge to get them to run. But at the same right. time, uh, I bet if you talk to the Chevrolet guys, they will say the same thing, and and, and that's where we're at. There were some big entertainment moments, though. Like, number one, uh, Drew Skillman going out early, opening the door. Bo Butner not being able to capitalize on that open door. was uh, Like, left it on the table. That is drama right there. The wheel stands of the cars launching. Stephen Bell, for my money, if you had one that I I know Leah's was huge, and I know Bill's in the final was huge, but Stephen Bell, I, I feel like it was... I don't know which one it was against Bo. I feel like it was. And I think it was against Bo. That was an epic wheel stand. I think the yep. biggest one I've ever seen in the category.
2: It, it probably was. I mean, it, it's, and that's the excitement. You know, we, we, um, these drivers, they, they put on a hell of a show. Um, they really do because they work so hard and they don't take any, anybody for granted it doesn't matter who's lined up next to you they can't take the track for granted they can't take any competitor for granted uh for granted and and it's just it, it, they put on an amazing show because of the amount of respect they have for one another as as engine builders and as other uh teams and and they know what everybody else is going through you know and and you just said you know the the fords are having this issue where they, i think they're starting to push out head gaskets the same way that the chevy's were earlier in the year and now the Chevys have kind of that that problem. It's slowed down a little bit for the Chevys, but it is the same. It, but but it's still there. Um, and you know the the Chevys are obviously a different blower, different engine size, different uh, uh, geometry of the engine. Whether that's with the dual overhead cam and and so um, it it's different, but it's the same problem. You know, and it is just cranking these engines up and just cranking up their rpm to try and build more boost get more uh cooler air into that uh into those heads and and into the engine and and just like i said turn that uh blower uh faster to try and make more power and so um
0: and they ran an 88 in the final in. round to win the u.s nationals and so right like, you know i'm, I, I'm
2: I, I and i think that I think it was set on kill. It it was either going to be checker or wrecker kind of thing for bill. Um, I, now I don't know that specifically, but that I, I wouldn't be shocked if that was the mentality that any of our racers had, not, not saying that they were going to wreck, but if they, you know, Hey, it's the U S nationals. This is the biggest event of our year. We've everything that we've got, we're putting it on the table right now. And, um, and, and again, congratulations to bill and the skillman team winning at home. And, uh, That's a huge, huge win for them.
0: All in all, I would call the whole event, uh, apart from the the bizarre schedule, uh, I would call the whole exercise a great success. From the 30, the thirty two car field announcement to get twenty nine cars, these cars are relatively new for people to feel like they're going to go out and they're going to compete at the U S. Nationals. Um, your effort, by the way, Brian, you know, wrangling people, like making them like come out, be with us, do this, go through this experience with us, SamTech Factory Stock Showdown, be a part of it. I hope that you know next year we can do it again. And get the 32-car field. Uh, You you see, you know, the KB cars are coming around. A lot of cars are coming around. People are getting together. They're equalizing it. It's going to be great. But we have two races remaining now. And there's a 79-point lead between first-place Drew Skillman and third-place Bo Butner. Bill Skillman says he's going to miss a race. He's going to miss the final race. He made a promise to his wife. That's it. It's not happening. He's not gunning for the championship. He wants to have someone in his car that's going to be a blocker for Drew. And that it's basically between Bo and Drew. 79 points. That is not impossible, but it's going to require a big effort and a break for Bo.
2: It is. Um, and and I know you know, Daryl. Um, we know everybody over on that Butner uh, team and and – they're not gonna take it lightly. They're they're in the hunt and, and Bo's doing some incredible things this year in pro stock and, and uh, you know, he's got a third car now and, and Randy's doing some amazing stuff and and they're getting everything ready for this for the the end of our year and they are trying to win not one championship, but multiple championships. They they wanna be somebody who can win in the pros. It, last episode we were talking about getting these pro racers in here. We don't have, you know, Bo and Drew, they're not pro racers who come down and race sportsmen. They're sportsman racers who go up and race in the pros. That, that's that's their mentality, you know, so they know how hard it is to work and, and how hard you have to work on these cars and in these classes to uh, to be a champion. And I, I don't see Bo being that close. I, I don't see him laying down ever. Anybody on that Butner team, I don't ever see them laying down for anybody. And um, it, it's going to be tight, but hey. You know, the, these games that the sportsmen play, trying to take people out in the first round wherever they can. You might start seeing some of that.
0: Absolutely. And if you didn't hear the U.S. Nationals preview edition of Factory Stock Podcast, worthwhile to go back and listen for Daryl Herron, period. Uh, you know, he was working and thrashing and took a little time for us and said flat out that they are, they're they're bringing, you know, bringing both barrels. And then when you think that they got taken down and, and kind of missed an opportunity uh, to accomplish what he said they were going to accomplish, it just brings that human element into it. I know there was a lot of content coming out Indie Week. Definitely go back. St. Louis is next, so we got a couple of weeks since we're headed to Reading. We will have another factory stock podcast leading into that where we're kind of talking about championship and, you know, um, I'm thinking Mark Powick would be a great guest now that he's got a car that's under him and some others. So, uh, Joe at WFORadio.com if you want to suggest somebody who might be a good guest. Bottom line, though, Brian... Excellent work. I commend you and your team at Samtech. Like, a lot of effort went into this U.S. Nationals from a lot of people. I think it went off very, very well. Great stage for the cars. The only thing that I would call, like, a real negative, obviously, Bob's uh, crash uh, and destroying a car. And also, the, you know, the schedule being all over the place with the weather. But that's one one thing, a couple things, really, that we can't control.
2: Well, you know, and, and again, given all of the circumstances that we had, I, I want to thank all the crew all the teams, everybody that came out and raced with us. I know that there were some um, uh, personal issues with, with some of our drivers who couldn't make help, you know, get this thing up to 32 cars. But um, I want to thank the NHRA for letting us try a 32 car field out. Uh, I, I know that they had a lot on the schedule this year, adding two classes that have never run before, adding um, cars to our field, just a, a, a lot of things there going on at Indy. The announcers, the the safety safari the crew the the emergency response teams the announcers everybody again. yes
0: the announcers every, Keep everybody at that.
2: the nhra for sticking around until you know uh 10 on monday night later than 10:30 on monday night to, to get this race in um you know we started in an inauspicious way with the with the weather uh not letting us get able be able to park and and um and just everybody's patience i know that 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 seems like it. I know there's some people who don't have any patience for anything the NHRA does and never will. I really don't know why they even bother coming to an NHRA race if they're just gonna, not our racers. Our racers are okay, but um, but are just gonna badmouth the the whole experience. Hey, it's the U.S. Nationals, man. Stuff happens. It's a long. It, it is a marathon of a race. You know, our our race season is a marathon to begin with. But this race, you really got to sit back and have a little patience, take a deep breath every now and then, and realize, hey. U.S. Nationals. Let's let's uh, let's get out there and win. And uh, I got to congratulate the Skillman team for for getting through that marathon. The Stanfield team, you know, they they had four cars um, into the I'm sorry, into the quarterfinal rounds there. And uh, that's my math's wrong on that, but you know what I mean. They um, they they did a great job. Uh, Barton team had a great showing. Every, everybody had a great showing. DSR, the Independence, Holbrook's team, every, everybody that that. Um, I was out there, you know, they, they were thrashing and they were tearing down in between rounds and getting cars back together. I know Daryl did it and I know the Skinners did it. And, um, I'm yeah, sure Darryl there Aaron other, and, and,
0: brought Bo's and, car back to his house to, to replace yeah. the engine. Like there was a lot of thrash yeah. stories going on. You mentioned and, Stanfield, four cars into the third round. Down to eight There cars. you go.
2: Third round. That's what, that's where my math was wrong. Um, and then of course, you know, Lee they, they've got all of their cars there. Uh, I know he's part of that Barton camp, but, uh, Running in multiple classes uh, all weekend long, and just, it just I, I want to thank everybody who made that 32 car field, or us trying to get to that 32 car field possible in HRA for allowing this crazy idea to that we could that we could do this, and, and hopefully it's something that I can try to keep on the schedule for uh, for next year. Um, Absolutely, I, I'm excited. I'm excited for the last two races. I think that you know we talked about it. There's a little bit more parity you're seeing or are uh number one in points now granted his teammate and father is now number two in points but um but uh they there's there's some things that can happen here and there that um could go a driver's way and they might not be able to win the war but they can definitely win a battle here in st louis and in texas um so we'll uh we'll see what happens in the next couple races and how everything shakes out but uh still a lot of racing left to go
0: Brian, great job putting it all together. Thank you so much. We'll connect again right before St. Louis.
2: All right. Thanks, Joe.
0: Thank you, Brian. Brian Massengill with us here on Factory Stock Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Download, subscribe, share with your friends. Let them know. They don't know how to listen to a podcast, guys. That's what it is, all right? There's a lot of people that would absolutely love listening to this podcast, other podcasts, my WFO Radio NHRA Nitro podcast, some of the others out there. They would love they don't know how to do it. You got to help them. You got to take their mobile device. You got to go to the podcast thing. You got to type in factory stock podcast and click subscribe for them. And then new ones will appear on their phone and they'll be so happy that you did this for them. They just don't know. And it is a challenge for a lot of people that are less tech savvy than you are. Really interesting stuff. Bill Skillman had to say a whole lot. Two races remaining. I think it's going to be a heavy lift. For Daryl Heron and Bo Butner to make up the ground. I think the opportunity was missed out here at the Chevrolet Performance U.S. Nationals. But you never know what lies ahead. You just don't know. Also, in terms of the general atmosphere of the event, the, the feel, the field Of course, over the course of any seven-day period, there's going to be moments of positivity and moments of negativity. And Brian and I just talking about the moment where the finals are coming up as factory stock is in the lanes. And if it was me in the lanes, I would have definitely been irritated too. The adrenaline is flowing. You're getting ready. It's the big go. And it's like, no, you guys got to move aside so John Force can try to win his 151st race on Fox Television. And I'm not telling you how to think or how to feel. But I think if you lay the facts out and you talk about, like, the sport, and we got to grow the sport, and we need to get more attention on the sport and more sponsors into the sport and more people, I don't know, I think that John Force on Fox U.S. Nationals win put the sport in front of a lot of eyes, my opinion. And the hardcore fans like us, the people who are, like, trying to grow a class like factory stock from the ground up, we need more eyes. And every 10 of those John Force fans, there's two or three that will end up loving what we are talking about here on Factory Stock Podcast. That's my two cents. And I know I said it with Brian, but I'm saying it again. You can always email me, joe at wforadio.com, the other podcast that we do that is available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, celebrating 10 years. Please check that one out as well. And uh, Factory Stock Tuner, Aaron Stanfield, will be running Pro Stock, out there at the Mopar Express Lane NHRA Nationals in Reading, Pennsylvania, race one of the NHRA countdown. And so, uh, you know, someone from Factory Stock Universe to root for, uh, an, an additional person from the Factory Stock Universe to root for in pro stock, perhaps. Just a thought. That's going to do it. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Always get a lot of positive feedback. In the staging lanes, thank you for saying something. We really appreciate it. The number one thing we're trying to do is shine the spotlight on the teams and drivers that put their blood, sweat, and tears into these amazing cars, the manufacturers for building these amazing cars. And this era of drag racing, these cars are going to be the cars that they talk about 30 and 40 years from now. Thank you, everybody. Click subscribe. You can go back into the archive. Please write us a review, rate and review, right? Rate and review. And uh, more episodes to come as we get close as we head to Gateway next up on Factory Stock Podcast.
1: Start your education at full speed with the School of Automotive Machinists and Technology. Accelerate your career as a high-performance engine builder with classroom instruction and practical hands-on experience in the lab, on the dyno, and at the track. In addition to the blockhead and CNC programs, SAM now offers motorsport, EFI tuning, and an Associates of Applied Science degree. And SAM is a military-friendly school, approved to train veterans
0: and other eligible persons under the GI Bill. Start your education at full speed. Go to samtech.edu today.